All right, we are rolling now. Counting us down. Three, two. You're listening to Missing Out with Lex Michael and Tari J. Let's start the show. Hey, Misketeers. Welcome back to Missing Out. I'm Tari J. I'm Lex Michael. And if this is your first time listening, what we do here is we introduce each other to different media, whether it be movies, music, television, spoken word, books, experiences, things that have built us up as people, and we hope that in sharing them, it builds you up. We are the retrospective that's introspective. I like that. That was, that was whimsical. There was some, some fun stuff. You set the stage for everything to come. You're like, you're like our own Crypt Keeper. Ooh, damn. That was so smooth. I, I, I would prefer it if you were an animatronic puppet, if I'm being completely honest. I mean, I'm kind of an animatronic puppet. You know, I'm, I'm run by a little sack of, of meat, um, and it pulls all my strings and tells my eyes to blink and my mouth to move. Aren't we all just animatronic meat puppets? No. No. <laughs> well, I guess I'm alone in that. I guess I'm alone now. It doesn't really matter what I'm talking about. Uh, no, today we're talking about Tales from the Crypt, uh, Demon Knight from 2005. No. 1995. I do that far too frequently. Where I, I know exactly what year I mean to say, but yeah. when it comes out, I'm off by a decade. <laughs> um, it happens to me usually when it is like a 2000, like aughts or a teen. So instead of 2014, I'll say 2004. Um, but that's neither here nor there. This was made in 1995 uh it was a very formative year for me that's where a lot of my movies have come from the 1995 1996 era um i don't know why that was such a like definitive time um i guess it's around when i moved from one place to another um for which which place to which place from east palato to to hayward Okay. Um, so a lot of like transition. So maybe my brain just retains all the stuff I took in around that period. But um, as you guys know, I'm not a big giant horror fan. Uh, so this was my pick as it is just zany and cartoony enough to for me to accept into my world without being too scared. Yeah, it's a bit of a wild time. Yeah. So if I were to try to pitch this, yes. it would be something to the effect of, hey, do y'all like scary movies with a little bit of cartoonish flair? Do you guys love crypt puns? <sighs> do you enjoy Billy Zane at his zaniest? Oy. Well, you're going to love Tales from the Crypt Demon Knight. Yeah. Tonally, that's a pretty appropriate pitch. I mean, that's what it is. There were a lot of puns, and immediately I keyed into at least one of the reasons why you might like this movie. Um, yes, I'm a big punster. But, I mean, but that's the whole Crypt Keepers thing. He loves puns. He does. You know? Uh, if, if you guys have ever seen any Tales from the Crypt, whether it be the series or the animated series or any of the movies, whether it be this one, uh, Bordello of Blood, and I think they also released one in the mid-aughts but uh, i don't remember the name of it ritual right oh, yes. and they and 
they released it, but I think until the home release, they removed all of the references to Tales from the Crypt for some reason. Oh, really? And there were other movies that were that that people would know that were considered as possible Tales from the Crypt re- releases, like From Dusk Till Dawn. I think at one point was considered a potential uh, Tales from the Crypt release, right. and obviously that didn't come to pass. But yeah, the the series based on the the old EC Comics uh, horror stories. Uh, ran on HBO from what eighty nine to ninety four ish, give or take. Um, I think a little longer because I think it ran because this was filmed between seasons of Tales from the Crypt, so I think it went into it would like, like ninety six, right? Yeah, because it I think it ran about seven seasons. But yes, kids, HBO did exist before The Sopranos, and they were doing things like Tales from the Crypt. I think this around when uh, wasn't Mister Show with Bob and David sort of around like maybe towards the end of the the Tales from the Crypt run. Anyway, they were there. They were there doing their thing. Yeah. And then, yes, the show was popular enough. The antho- It's an anthology show. Think like Twilight Zone, but because it's on HBO, it can be bloodier. It can be, you know, you can have nudity in there, stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Um, but so popular enough that it got uh, a movie. And tell me if I have this right. They had a few different ideas for mm-hmm. um, Tales from the Crypt movie. And there were plans at one point to make a trilogy right? with Demon Knight maybe being the second of the three. And then they decided we're going to make that first because it's the most demony and the most Tales from the Crypty. Um, Actually, uh, Demon Knight had been shopped around for a, a bit and then eventually was brought into the fold uh, of... Uh, Tales from the Crypt. They weren't sure if it was going to gel with the brand. Okay. Um, but then they decided to move forward with it, and they had planned two other films, which never ended up getting made. Right. Um, and then Bordello of Blood. They were just like, yeah, slap a slap a Tales from the Crypt on top Starring of it. Starring Dennis Miller. Yuck. Uh, which, uh, yeah, uh, Bordello of Blood uh, tanked pretty hard, and that was essentially the end of. Tales from the Crypt movies. Right. Um, I never saw Bordello of Blood, but I do remember seeing the trailer on HBO a lot. Right. It was, I mean, I think I remember seeing some of it. Um, I remember the protagonist being fairly unlikable. And I also remember, uh, not just because it's Dennis Miller. (laughs) I mean, but he was. I wasn't going to say it, but I did. I did non-verbally indicate (laughs) with my face Yes, go on. I mean, he was being his most Dennis Miller. Like, he's not an actor. He's definitely like a comedian, like a stand-up, basically. Um, and so, like, he was just doing his bit. Um, and at a certain point, there's like a brothel that also has vampires in it or whatever. They do. There's a piece of iconography, though, from Demon Knight, if I remember correctly, like the key thing that does yeah. make its way into Bordello of Blood. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah, I believe that that was supposed to be the, like, running... Uh, theme of the the series was that it was going to follow this key was going to be a part of all of it because um, it they they establish in the movie that there are like seven keys and oh boy they they keep the demons out just like apples <laughs> what <laughs> uh, but okay uh, uh, that's a bewildering statement that you just made <laughs> what uh, what is this movie about generally speaking Generally speaking, the movie is, uh, it follows essentially a, a demon knight and a demon that are in a constant struggle. And so the demon knight is is a title that's passed from person to person. Um, each generation or lifetime has its own demon knight 
uh, accompanied by a demon that is pursuing that knight. Um, and the knight is the keeper of a key. The key holds the blood of basically someone who is uh, heroic. Uh, originally, it was the blood of Christ. And then there's a lot of flashbacks to them like catching the blood off, mm-hmm. off the crucifixion and stuff. Yeah. But then it becomes whoever was the knight uh, previously will fill it up with their blood as they're dying or whoever the next knight is will fill it up with blood as that person is dying real gruesome uh, and then become the new knight. Right. And the, the goal of the knight essentially being to to stave off evil it's is it ever really made clear what the knight's job is other than stop more demony shit from happening um no it's just that yeah. that's yeah they're a knight just like like the knights of the templar or like do you think that job has benefits like do you, um, what do you think the what do you think the demon knight health insurance plan is like uh it doesn't seem like it has very good benefits yeah it doesn't seem like it has one at all really yeah I mean, you get you get the the knowledge of knowing that you are uh, worthy, right? Um, and that you essentially save the world every day that you don't die, right? And that when you do die one day, when you meet your maker, your death will probably be cool. Yeah, um, I think the craziest part is that like it seems as though the the demon knight's death is predetermined the moment they become the demon knight sure um because of the way that the stars work uh but we're, we're getting into spoiler territory right now yes um, uh but, but uh keeping our feet still in in non-spoiler territory uh the titular demon knight in this movie is a character named breaker yes and he's played by uh bill sadler who if you don't know the name you definitely you know his face you know his work uh you saw him as president ellis in iron man 3 everybody knows him as uh, death from bill and ted's bogus journey so you know that dude and of course the demon in question one billy zane who you probably know from being billy zane right of course um but if you need help billy zane was in titanic he was he was the the man who wasn't right for Kate Winslet. Right. Because he didn't become king of the I mean he world. was a he was what a rich the, jerk. What is he was, what was Titanic about? Which one was that? The, uh, that was that was the, the one, one where Leo does quaaludes and drags himself across the carpet to try and get to his car? Yeah. That's that one, right? Definitely. Yeah. yeah. And he eats a raw fish or something. Yeah. There yeah, we go. yeah. 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 Um but uh, he's also is, is, he, is that the one where he's in a gang? In New York. Yes. Yeah, so, wow. Yeah. And at some point, he opens up a slave shop called Candyland. <laughs> this movie sounds fucked up and awesome. <laughs> like, oh, I do. I really want them now to make a movie starring Leonardo DiCaprio, the plot of which is every Leonardo DiCaprio movie. I would I would watch Just it. Just smash all of it together. Like, uh, I- instead of a slave plantation, Calvin Candy has, like, killer bears. And the bears all fight each other. And at the end of the movie, uh, he's killed by his own bears. Mm. Whatever else. And he's on Quaaludes. Right. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. And he's he's frozen. Yes. And the dad from Growing Pains is like, Leo. Uh, I think it's going to be tough to get Alan Thicke at this point. (laughs) We have holograms. We have like if they could bring back. Um, the guy from uh, Star Wars, Peter in, Cushing, yeah, Peter in Cushing, Rogue One, yeah. Then they can bring back Alan Thicke. We have a, we have his son, um, Gross Beetlejuice, uh, Robin <laughs> Thicke. Yes, is that his name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So we could just have him do it. It'll be like uh, it'll be like the they're doing. David Chase is doing a Sopranos movie right now. That's a prequel, um, and Tony Soprano features as a character in the movie. Obviously, uh, James Gandolfini has passed away, and even if he was still with us, it's a prequel, so he's got to be younger. They have uh, apparently his son playing the younger version of his character. It's like that, right? It's a it's a very like prominent thing that people do, like. Uh, in the Straight Outta Compton movie, uh, Ice Cube's son played him. That's so right, like, yes. That's, you, you just have a son so they can play the younger version of you. That's how that's I learned. Purpose. That's how I learned Ice Cube's real name. Because I was like, oh, this is Ice Cube's son. His name is O'Shea Jackson Jr. Working deductively, I can backfill this new information. Oh, no. His mom's name is O'Shea. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> You just, you just imploded my reasoning. No. I that, felt so smart. Well, that's what I'm here for, to make to bring you back down <laughs> to, to earth. To make me feel worse. Um, speaking of bringing you back down to earth, um, I feel like it's time to drop down that spoiler wall. Yes. Um, so uh, we will give you a chance to click off if you haven't watched the movie it's available on most streaming platforms you could i rented it through amazon um i I assume that uh, lex did something similar yes uh and so find it it's fun um and it's just a it's a great time we're as you may have guessed we are doing kind of a uh, horror theme for October. It is. That's what month it is. That's, yeah. It's, it's, it's jack-o'-lantern o'clock. Oh, damn. J- jacking what? out. J- jack- <laughs> yeah. Jack- we're, re- we're rebranding. Yep. yep. That's what it is. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of jacks. A lot of, mm-hmm. a lot of, a lot of ja- jacking I'm- around. Jacking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then this we is- can change our sign off to jacking off. Oh, God. What? It's terrible. Why? Okay. I'm we'll, offended. You're we'll, canceled. We'll workshop it. You, you can't be funny anymore because everyone's too woke. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Guys, go, let's let's go back. Let's go back to the good old days where I couldn't speak. <laughs> um, but no. So I feel like we've given a, a good amount of time to uh, click out if you don't want any spoilers. So there will be a spoiler right after this message. Can Harry Potter cast a spell on Black Widow's heart? Would the Doctor and Niles Crane write a prescription for love? Do Cthulhu and Godzilla have compatible genitals? These are the questions you should be ashamed for asking. But if you want answers, listen to Ships in the Night. It's a fanfic podcast where we put two fictional characters into a relationship and figure out what would happen if they bumped uglies. Ships in the Night. Listen every Tuesday. But listen quietly. It's super not safe for work. All right, we're back. Uh, thanks, guys. Wow, what a great interlude. I know, right? I learned something. As you should have. Um, so now we're talking spoilers for Demon Knight, a Tales from a Crypt movie. Um, so we were talking about specifically the Demon Knights themselves. Yes. And we were talking about how they work. And, it, and so when we're first introduced to Breaker... We we see that he has these cool stars on, on his hand, and they keep moving outwards. At first, they start as a little cluster, and then it seems like as he gets closer to his own death, they like start moving into a big, wide circle. Um, so it seems like from the moment you become a a demon knight, 
uh, something up above is like, all right, well, uh, you're approaching, you have, you have a countdown clock above your head right. and some demon's going to fuck you up, baby. Right. Which I guess is nice to know if, if you're like, well, my stars aren't too, or aren't, uh, too far away, so I guess no matter what I do, I will not die. Right. And you're like, I'm going to go on a bender. Oh boy, time to go on a bender. And then one day you wake up and you look at your hand and you're like, oh shit. <laughs> Where did the time go? Yep. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I think that's a, that's a in- interesting thing that if they had sequels, like I would love to see more about this like demon knight uh demon existence and like i feel like we're primed to get that sweet prequel or postquel you know what i'm saying i feel like we live we live in an age where if you recognize the name of something any ip with any level of brand recognition they're bringing it back right and right. we're also doing we're doing some things where it's like you know we'll, we'll do like a long gap sequel and we'll bring back some of the original cast and stuff i feel like in a world where these things are true why not? You could do it for a fairly low budget on a streaming service, I would think. Why not do a, a feature or a little miniseries featuring uh, Jada Pinkett's character sort of continuing to walk that path? Because at the end of the movie, spoilers, Breaker dies, and now she's got to be the new right. knight. So I feel like, yeah, like why not? If, if she is up for it, what's she doing? She's not busy, right? Uh, <laughs> I mean, she has a show on uh, Facebook Watch with her daughter and sometimes her mother. And they they talk, interview people. It's pretty cool. All right, good yeah, for her. Exactly. But anyway, now is the time. I think if you were gonna do it, I feel like now now would be the time to do it. It's been it's been a long time since there's been a Tales from the Crypt anything. But people have heard of it. You know what I mean? Right. Like it's something that even if you've never seen any Tales from the Crypt, that name would ring a bell. So given that that's true, it's actually a little wild. Like they just brought back the Twilight Zone. It's a little wild that. There seems to have been so far to date no real conversation about reviving Tales from the Crypt. Right, and the the Crypt Keeper, the dude who does his voice, John Casser, is yeah. still alive. He's, like, doing he's just shit. hanging out. Yeah, I saw him. I mean, this was now probably ten years ago or something like that. But he did. Uh, he's in the the Showtime did a movie version of the Reefer Madness musical. Okay, he's a character in that, and he's excellent. Oh yeah. Um. So I think that like for me, the thing that I really like about it is that. It's a it's a dynamic that is flipped. Like usually you have your Van Helsing or your like Buffy who's hunting the demon. Right. Um, but this time it's like you have this solo character who is constantly being hunted by demons. And so like they have to be the the lone wolf character. Yeah. Um, and everywhere they go, they bring disaster because demons want to eat their face, um, which I, I feel like. Maybe maybe we get a little bit more now because everyone's all about subverting expectations. But I feel like it was a fairly new concept to kind of have uh, the the Slayer be the the one hunted. Uh, it it definitely tracks though, right? Because if you are uh, like you know a, a crusader for good uh, in a world of darkness and stuff, you got to assume that's going to paint a pretty big target, right? Same way, the same way that like uh, you you reference Buffy right like in Buffy the Vampire Slayer there's one Slayer and everybody has heard of the Slayer yeah and more often than not a lot of these vampires will try and step two you know what I mean it's like oh you're the Slayer you're not so tough I'm gonna kill the shit out of you just because of who you are right I can prove my awesomeness and then they they die Mm -hmm. because she's she's good at at killing vampires right it's like what she was made for right um I also like that anyone 
could potentially be the next like demon knight uh, i believe that the director at one point said that um both irene and bob could have ended up being the next demon knight pending they had survived right um, anyone can wear the mask right uh, into the spider-verse stealth remake of tales from the crypt presents demon mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. the messaging is exactly the same you must admit yeah um, I think what I would want if they were to continue this series, I like they're just like, yeah, no, it's not. Let's move on. <laughs> no, I, I didn't deny you. It's just, <laughs> I want to talk about my thing. Less. <laughs> All right. Um, what? What? No, I mean, because the idea is that these keys were scattered across the universe. And so like, I would really like their, them to explore that if they ever did like a mini series or if they ever did like a, a a feature, I would want there to be a bunch of key holders to all meet on Earth from across the universe. Um, and they're like, we're aliens and we have the keys. And you get like alien demons and you get all this stuff. Like that's what I need. I'm on board for that. Um, that's My general philosophy is, okay, we want to continue a story and we have to justify the continuation of the story. Every time I just say, take it to space. <laughs> Everyone likes space shit. Even right. if you if you're sitting there going, eh, no, I don't think so. Not really for me. You're wrong. Fuck you. <laughs> what what kind of attitude is that? What what defeatist nonsense? No, you love space, right? Um, I mean, that's why the the that's where that's why the Fast and Furious franchise is going there, it's dude. Hard to I say. mean, like Id- Idris Elba's got superpowers in Hobbs and Shaw, right? I feel like the next logical step, like once there's a submarine chase through the ice and stuff, I feel like yeah, like army of remote controlled cars and stuff. Where else do you go, right? But up exactly Mm -hmm. so uh that's that's why we need (laughs) it's like it's like the opening of ad astra which i which i saw recently opening of ad astra is this amazing uh set piece where uh there's a tower giant tower in space and when you're at the bottom of the tower you know you're you're, it's earth but when you get to the top of the tower you're already through the atmosphere in space and there's this set piece where brad pitt basically falls off the tower goes all the way down that but vin diesel's in a car Ooh, I like that. Yeah. I'd watch that. And he's just he's just falling in the car like firmly, <laughs> drinking a Corona and shit. Um, I mean, with this idea, do you think that you could also we could also uh, kind of scoop in other franchises? Like Event Horizon may have just been another area where a key was. You know, there you go. They're like, oh boy, we're going through this 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 hole, and it, that hole ends up being the demon realm. Where all the alien demons are like, "Hey, we want that key, bro. You, right. you, 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 you want to give me that key, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, also, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we should kind of go through some of the characters because there are a lot of like, like there are a lot of really fun characters, a lot of like bonkers stuff and that a lot happens of, to these characters. Yes, and a lot of recognizable faces playing right. these characters. Um, so we have Irene, who is the uh, Mission Hotel owner. Um, she's also a famous narc. She's a giant narc. She, she brought the cops because she's a narc. <laughs> wow. Um, I'm just saying, she'd be, still be alive if she wasn't such a fucking narc. It just it looks like it's causing you physical distress. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then we have um, Cordelia, who is the resident 
uh, um, prostitute, I guess, is the word. But I feel like there's a different word for it. Maitre uh, um, uh, uh, d'. Yes, maitre d'. Yes, that's what. <laughs> that's exactly the word you're looking for. Uh, maitre. Yep. Yep. Yep, she's the she's the resident maitre d. Yeah, that's incorrect. So, uh, <laughs> really quick, uh, I, and Irene is the the CCH Pounder character. Yes. Who, again, if you don't know her name, you absolutely know CCH Pounder from I, half the shit that gets made. Right. Like you recognize her for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, she gets her she gets her arm taken right off. Oh uh, yeah. She just goes. Just like there was an arm there a second ago. And she uh, she keeps going. She don't give a fuck. She's she, like, I didn't need that arm anyway. She's got that moment. It's a great moment where uh, she just sticks her like what's left of where her arm used to be out, and she's like, I'm I'm giving you the finger. <laughs> it's like you're not because you don't have that anymore. But I yeah. love you got spunk, kid. Oh hell yeah, love it. So spunky, full of spunk. <laughs> <laughs> you said it. No, I did not take it there. Where, take it where? I refuse to stand for these allegations. Okay. I was you're, not, good thing you're sitting. I was not on that call with... <laughs> with the... My face dropped <laughs> so quickly and so far down. My cheeks are now on my lap how far my face has fallen. Well, let's, uh, let's pivot then and talk about how uh, Thomas Hayden Church is also in this movie with some loud shirts. Um, yes, so he, he plays this character named Roach, and he is the literal worst. Yes. Um, he spends the whole movie... Um, well, one, he comes in... And uh, he talks to Cordelia's Mater D character. Um, that's not what a Mater D is. <laughs> yeah, no. Life is your restaurant, and I'm your Mater D. Says, <laughs> All right. All right. Um, and he's he, he comes in, and he's like, you're mine. I own you. And then uh, they do a sex, and it's weird and, and loud and gross. Isn't he supposed to be the, a cook? Or something like that. I think so. Yeah. I think he's like a shorter. Cook. It doesn't. It. I, I'm sure they say uh, what his job is at some point, but he's a character that I don't know about you. I can't really picture him having a job. <laughs> um, I mean, because I, I assume that like it's his dad's place. Like I assume it's like a family restaurant. And he's just like, yeah, you know, I, 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 I do the cooking because no one else will. It's my I've been I'm going to own this restaurant one day. Um, or I'm going to tear it down once my father dies. Um, I don't think he's, his character is from New York. No, but that's what he sounds like to me. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Um, but yeah. And so he spends the whole time like yelling at our main character being like, I only care about myself. Um, at some point he pushes Cordelia out in front of him when a demon is attacking. Um, and at another point he just betrays everyone. Yes. But he does, uh, ultimately get his comeuppance, uh, when Billy Zane is like, well, I, I said I wouldn't kill you, but I didn't say I wouldn't kill you. And then demons (laughs) eat him or something. Right. Yes. Um, I, I also like, he, he gets this line, um, this, this movie's full of fun lines, but he gets this one where he's like this whole end of the world thing. Ain't too bad. I got hemorrhoids. That's it's right. like, bro, I think it's a little worse. That's called a false equivalency. <laughs> He'd do well on Twitter. He would, yeah, he would do exceptionally well. And he, <laughs> do, he gets canceled. 
in the movie. Yeah, he does. They come for him. That's that's uh, it's covertly is way ahead of its time. Motion picture. It's covertly <laughs> about uh, cancel culture and how everything is so PC. Guys like Roach can't just be funny anymore. <laughs> I hate this. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, but yeah, he he uh, he is the down. He's basically the single-handed downfall of the whole group. Like there's he, always one, right? Like there are moments when I was just like, "Bro, just sh- shoot Roach in the face!" Like no, th- no one would do anything. Like we're in a life and death situation, and he's being a jerkwad. Just fucking shoot him, right? You know, or just push him outside and close the door and be like, well, "You wanted to get out." Just go. This is you. This is you, bro. Ha- have fun with the demons. <laughs> that's that's how you have to say the word. Demons. All right. It does. That has a. It does have Billy Zane energy when you say it that way. Oh yeah. Who? Uh, uh, by the way, Billy Zane in this movie, who's who is the demon? He's our primary antagonist. Right. Pretty much just playing Billy Zane. Yeah. And that's not. I I, I respect it. You know what I mean? Like that's not a criticism. That's if anything. If he made any other choice, I would have sat there going, not Billy Zane enough. <laughs> um, yeah, dude, he, uh, like, at first he starts as a fairly, like, stoic character. And he's like, I'm just a, a lawman. And they, they also do this idea of trying to subvert what your expectation is, that, like, they paint Breaker as this, like, outlaw who's who's going to murder and steal and kill and Billy Zane as a, a, a law-abiding citizen who's looking to get back what was stolen from him. Um, and then all of that comes crashing down when he puts his fist literally through a person's face. Yeah, that was wild. Um, yeah, I, um, I really like a lot of the prosthetics and, and like practical effects on this. Yeah. But the, the face, the hand through the arm, or the arm through the face was probably my favorite effect the whole time because as he's like trying to get him off like he's dragging the body everywhere yeah yeah, yeah. um it it like has such a visceral feeling and it it just it's so stupid like in a good way <laughs> yes yeah because like at first he's so composed right he's so like together and then that's the moment he just goes off the deep end. Yes, and by the end of the movie, he's he's making. I mean, look within your Billy Zane parameters, he's making some real, real big choices. Oh yeah. Um, and I let, but but to uh, your point, I really liked a lot of the practical effects work in the movie as well. Like when when Billy Zane's character is ultimately defeated, the way he sort of disintegrates, I mm-hmm. thought was a really cool effect. But my favorite effect in the entire movie, not a practical effect, but no less whimsical for it. Uh, B- Billy Zane has like a dick laser in this movie. Yes, I <laughs> I wrote in my notes. Billy Zane's fire dick is crazy. Yeah, what the fuck is going on with that? Uh, I mean, you know, all demons have fire dicks. You know what I'm saying? That's what you need. Like, literally, if you haven't seen the movie and you're listening to this, it's got to be bewildering as shit. We're, we're no exaggeration. The the climax of I'm gonna use a different <laughs> word. The the sort of uh, ultimate point that we build towards our, our big showdown towards the end of the movie billy zane just looking like billy zane in a button-down shirt and some slacks has a literal orange beam of light or energy uh coming out of his pelvis area right and it like 
grazes Jada Pinkett's face. It's right. It seems like it's actually a little bit solid. Like it's not just right. a beam of light. It actually yeah. feels like it's something that can touch you, mm-hmm. which is fucked. <laughs> um, I mean, that's what he used it for. <laughs> Just so people can get <laughs> but you but um <laughs> but but speaking of some of the the practical effects work right like obviously uh demons figure into the story right i thought it was, i was reading about the movie a little bit and something i thought was interesting was originally when they were figuring out how to make this thing there weren't really gonna be demons or at least as depicted in the final product it was gonna be a lot of uh, guys that were essentially dressed like like Billy Zane, like but all in black and stuff like that, like his his acolytes, like people he works with, right. were ultimately going to serve that function. And at a certain point, someone who definitely earned their salary that day said, "Hey, maybe we spend a couple more bucks and put demons in the demon movie." <laughs> maybe. I mean, you know, just a, just a thought. I mean, they could have like, I th- I think that in a in a if you if you did it right. And you got to know some of the people in town. It would have been cool to because we get the moment when they're in the mines where everyone is possessed, and so like the little kids' dad is, and mom are like chasing them with their green eyes. Um, so like if if we had gotten a chance to get to know them, it would have been nice to like, or I guess knife twisty to be like, oh no, they're all demons now. Right. Um, but I I can't fault them for being like yo. Let's get some some cool demons in here. Like the the whole sequence where Billy summons them, and like I, I read that they they basically just emptied out a bunch of like glow sticks and to make the 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 liquid that he poured all over the ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then it like from what it looks like, they they had. I guess wax models and like melted them and then played it in reverse. So it looked like they were coming together. Yes. Okay. Um, cool. Which was awesome. Yeah. Um, and I, I also liked that a lot of the demons almost kind of look like the Crypt Keeper. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. He, he nepotism. He just, <laughs> he's just like, Hey, I got a cousin who's trying to break into the business. I'm like, this isn't a big part. Can we maybe like, thank you. I really appreciate it. You won't regret casting him. Yeah. Next day. So I got this other cousin who uh, <laughs> really is just trying to break into the, and it's just that. And they're like, what the, f-? he's, the, he's the face of the show. What are we going to do? Like, we have to keep him happy. Right. And of course. Shit. So suddenly you have a movie full of Crypt Keepers cousins who all look suspiciously like each other. <laughs> Crypt cousins? Yeah. Crypt. Cousin keeper. Curses. Crypt cousins. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Crypt cousins. <laughs> that was the working title of the movie. Crypt cousins. Tales from the Crypt presents Crypt cousins. <laughs> um, I mean, so um, speaking of the the lower demons, I I liked that this movie had established rules, and they keep calling out that like rules are arbitrary, which they always are. Yes. Um, but I did like the aspect that like one, um, so demons can't cross the blood barrier. Cool. Um, rule number two, you have to destroy a demon's eyes to release their wicked soul. Sounds right. Um, yep. I mean, eyes are the window to the soul, baby. So why not have that be the way that you free their soul? Why not? Yeah. Yep. I imagine that that was written in the script. It was like, I saw the window to the soul, baby. You got to just kill the souls, baby. And then part of the stage direction is just literally, why not? <laughs> I feel like that's 
that could have been the tagline for this entire picture. Put that shit on the poster. Tales from the Crypt presents Demon Knight. Why not? <laughs> um, I also like that in order to be possessed, you have to say yes. Yeah. Um, so it has to be like a willing uh, partaking in the seduction. Right. And so like he puts forth everything that you might want, um, which every, everyone's individual wants are real weird. Um, like especially Uncle Willie's, yes. who he's like, hey, you want to be surrounded by a bunch of topless women? Which you want to see some titties? Like I get on paper why that would appeal to uh, a man with inclinations in that direction. But as depicted, I tried to put myself in those shoes and I, I feel like that would stress me the fuck out. Would it? I feel like it would. I feel like it would just be too much. Mm. I mean... I assume in the original draft of the script, they were just undressing him as it, as it were going and being like, oh, look how big your penis is. Yeah, um, that sounds stressful to me. <laughs> I mean, but they're complimenting. They're like, you know, and they're like, yo, do you want to do a sex and have all of the alcohol you want? Oh, boy. Um, uh, but uh, Jesus, Uncle uh, Uncle <laughs> Willie, by the way, played by uh, Dick Miller, another actor who you may not know by name, but you definitely know his work. I pulled up his resume really quickly, but he's in. I mean, going back to like, he's in the Dirty Dozen. He's in uh, what else? He's in Death Race Two Thousand. He's in uh, Gremlins. He's in Piranha. Like you, you know his face and stuff. Uh huh. Oh yeah, he's in Terminator. He's uh, he's the guy at the gun shop in Terminator where he's like, Hey, you can't do that. And Arnold's like wrong and kills him. Oh, uh, I've never seen the first Terminator wild. That's what this show is for. Yep. Oh, uh, dude, well, it's so good. He never brought it. So, it's oh. so good. I'm gonna bring it. I I'm mean, bring it uh, I hear it's really good. I, I started with judgment day, which is also really good. Right. But I do feel like, I don't even think this is a controversial opinion as great as judgment day is. I feel like, you really got everything you needed from the Terminator mythos in that first movie. I think that first movie is, is pretty perfect. And I think to one extent or another, it's been diminishing returns ever since even judgment day, which is still an excellent movie. And right. then well, everything I mean, else happens yes, because it, the first, from what I understand, the first movie establishes its closed loop. It establishes fate and destiny. Yes. Um, whereas all the other ones are like, just kidding. Time is malleable and, uh, oh shit. It just gets ruined every time. Remember in that one movie you really liked where we were like, there is no fate, but what you make for yourself, that sounds cool. So that's our MO now. That's our baseline that we're working off of all that for the loop thing. Fuck it. Yeah. Just fuck it. This Terminator kills Terminators. Fuck it. Christian Bale is mad. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Uh, look, look at fucking Khaleesi run from a robot. Yeah, that's yeah. I just I just walked you through it. I saved you hours. Saved you oh my hours. Gosh, of your thank life. you so yeah. much. Yeah. Wow. Um. I mean, our our sequel to Dar to to Demon Knight won't be that won't be bad. Like because we have established rules that like can be uh, enhanced as opposed to will be broken by the sequel. Got it. So like we're we we we're good. We got this. All right. You know? Do you know? Do you know what I'm saying? I don't, but you seem very sure. I'm uh, I'm sure. <laughs> um 
for the, for for those at home, I was I was making the OK symbol, which, which we can't make I, anymore. Yeah. Then I realized that it meant I'm a white supremacist. Right. And like I'm we mad. really fucking dropped the ball, letting white supremacists co-opt something that common. Right. I hate it. I hate. I hate it. We should take it back. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go hang out in public spaces <laughs> doing the OK. You should. <laughs> oh man, let's let's see what happens. And they'll be like, "What the fuck?" I'll be like, "It's cool. I'm taking it back." <laughs> and they're like, "You mean the country?" Uh, and then that's <laughs> the like, last no. time you ever see Lex Michael. <laughs> All the demons descend on me like roach and shit, and I'm just like, "PC culture's destroying America." <laughs> uh, this hurts me. All of this hurts me. Um, but. I want to talk about Geraldine, uh, uh, which was Jada Pinkett Smith's character. Yes. Um, I had read that apparently their first pick was uh, was Cameron Diaz. Interesting. Because this yeah. would be right around when Cameron Diaz was starting to take off. Which right. This was the same. I think this was the same year as The Mask, mm. which, if I recall correctly, was like her first real, oh, wow, who is this right. moment. Um, but the director, Ernest Dickerson was like, nah, brah, we got to get Jada in this shit. And I assume, uh, for me, Jada was probably the only reason why I ended up seeing it in the first place. I can track that based on what you've told me about, uh, how you selected media to consume at that age. Media was selected for me. <laughs> All right. Well, I was giving um, you some agency in I this. I have no agency. Yeah. I was chained to a chair and someone was like, you watch these movies. <laughs> Um, but <laughs> they fucking turn around on their way out, flash you the okay symbol, and, <laughs> and now of course, like you wake up in a cold sweat and you realize that that moment there, there was a very portentous moment, uh, but you couldn't have known at the time. Right. Of course, yes. Um, but yeah, I I really liked I liked the arc of this character. Um, like they established very early on that she's in a in a, like a work release program, so she was in jail. Uh, now she's hanging out at this mission hotel because she's like, yo, I got to do some work in order to be back part of society. Um, yeah, that's how like Jada that. Pinkett talks. Yep. Yes. Um, and so then for for uh, basically us or the movie to turn around and by the end, she is proven to be the most righteous and like she is now on a crusade for God. If If that means anything to you. Then it like shows that people who have done bad things can also be virtuous. Right. Um, and I really liked that. And I think that she did a really good job of conveying it. Yeah. It And everything I've ever seen Jada in, like, she's really good. Like, that's why, like, yeah. we were, you know, half joking before about, like, why, why not reboot or, or sequelize this with her in the lead? Why, why isn't she in more stuff? I mean, she's she's in a lot of stuff. I mean, I think for me, my my biggest my or my favorite recent Jada Pinkett Smith thing was when she was Fish Mooney on uh, oh my God. on Gotham. I already f- I keep forgetting. Yeah, she was on Gotham for like a for a year, and she killed it. Yeah, I mean, it, she was definitely making some choices. Yeah, I uh, no, I ended up really uh, liking was it Girl Strip. Oh yeah, which I which I assume I think we talked about it when I finally saw it, and I assumed going in that I wouldn't necessarily be the target audience for it, and I ended up thinking it was pretty excellent. Right, and I remember thinking like, why isn't Jada in more stuff? I, I gotta mean, assume some of it's by choice. Right, I assume that's because she's like, I'm rich and I have kids, so like, 
I'm gonna do that. Yeah, I can just I can just bank on. Do you see, my, my my daughter whips her hair back and forth. Did you right. know? Yeah, my 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 boy dresses like Batman, and it's weird and shit. And I can just <laughs> cash those checks for the rest of my life. Right. And then I and like Will is out there doing his his thing. He's the he's the genie. Yep. <laughs> he's, he's, he's the doing, Gemini man. He's doing his thing. Is is old genie versus young genie? <laughs> so I'm, <laughs> uh, I'm assuming she's just like yeah. I can just like hang back and do stuff that I want to do as opposed to just doing things because I have to. Well, how do we convince her to want to do a sequel to Demon Knight? Um, I mean, I don't know how she feels about Demon Knight, if I'm honest. I, I don't either. But but I, you know what? I bet I bet she'd feel pretty good about dump trucks full of money. Maybe. I mean, I guess we'd have to get the dump trucks first. And I think we'd have to give her a compelling storyline. Like, I think that. So her character is proven in the short time that she is the demon knight to be very clever. Yes. Um, because we, we get the moment when um, she has the key and she just gets indoctrinated into demon knight culture. Um, and then instead of uh, keeping the blood in the container, she puts it all over herself so she can't be touched. Right. Um, clever. Yes. Very smart. Um, and so I think that some, I think that she would be willing or she'd come up with idea to like start recruiting people, you know? And so she being the demon knight also creates kind of like a, like a Xavier school for gifted children, but for demon hunters or demon defenders, she's, you know, she's sort of like the John Connor. Yes. Oh, that's right. You haven't you done haven't seen all the Terminators, but like you saw the second one. John Connor in the future is like the one who leads the resistance, right. uh, the man's resistance against the machines and, and stuff. Yeah, so she's kind of like the John Connor. She gets everybody together. She's right. the head of the resistance, and and they fight the 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 demons. Yeah, living tissue over metal endoskeleton. Right. Yeah. 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 That's all demons are really. Exactly. Yeah. 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 The endoskeleton is made of sins. There you go. Yep. Yep. That's what it's made out of. Yep. Yep. <laughs> um, Which actually sort of tracks if all of the demons are cousins of the Crypt Keeper, who is himself uh, tissue over some type of metal endoskeleton. Right. Of course. It's all, it's all connected. Yeah, Hashtag it, MCU. It's all connected. It's all connected. <laughs> um, but yeah. So, I mean, I think that that would be the way that we get her to come back in. And like we... or. We set it in the distant future also. Space. Because we've established that like once you become a demon knight, you can like live for a long time. Right. So yeah, we, we set it deep, deep future. We have like all the knights come together in a space station and then bro, it becomes a, an insane like biblical sci-fi show. Right. Yeah. Uh, and it's directed by J.J. Abrams and they call it the Rise of Skywalker. <sighs> Bro, well, I'm hyped. You just ruined that for I'm me. I'm hyped. Oh, boy. I'm, I'm done. Oh, I'm oh. hyped for Tales well, from I, the Crypt look, presents The Rise of Skywalker. Is that my ride? Oh, <laughs> oh man. Get, sorry. So, finish the show by yourself because I'm done. Wouldn't it I'm be, done wouldn't forever. It be a, wouldn't it be amazing if they did, like, there was a wraparound segment on that one and it's like Salacious Crumb doing the Crypt Keeper shit and he's just like <laughs> making star puns and stuff. <laughs> yep. That's <laughs> star puns. <laughs> yes, you you've reached the my space. 
<laughs> my sons. There we go. I did it. What? I did one. <laughs> what was the pun? Sons. I don't get. Who's he talking to? His sons. His little, like his his physical sons, and he's referring to them with a U. Sons. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Are you unfamiliar with how puns work? They usually are play on words, and so words that sound similar are fair game for punnery. Um, so usually you will try to have some kind of correlation between those puns. Oh, I left. Oh, I left. oh I his ride came. Oh man! Wow, no no one's on this podcast anymore. I was being I was being pun splained too. <laughs> I'll do it every day. So you see a pun. <laughs> It's like, I don't, uh, he's, is he doing this for him or <laughs> it's always for me? <laughs> Ask the ladies. Oh, ho. oh, ho, ho. oh, that was a sex joke. Everyone. Um, I was implying that I was a selfish lover in bed. This is Tari's new character guy who explains <laughs> every joke. Ah, <laughs> uh, see the, the, the character works because. <laughs> Jokes aren't meant to be explained, you see, and so in in explaining them, you di- you you di- dissolve all the humor, and so uh, this character works because it's kind of a subversion of how a comedian works, in that you don't expect them to purposely destroy their own comedy, and then you get stuck in an infinite loop where you now have to explain <laughs> the bit. Like you see, this character works because I'm you know jokes shouldn't be explained and it's a, it's a bit that I'm doing. I'm putting on a persona, you see. I don't feel it necessary to describe in detail the thought process behind every joke that I make, but you see the character does and it's a persona that I'm wearing because you see I don't feel the need to explain ever and it's just that now. <laughs> and there's no way for you to break that cycle. You're stuck. Right. You're yeah. trapped. Um well this character is wearing on me. So I'm going to drop it. Yeah. Yep. That's how I transitioned. That was good. You, you broke the wheel. Thanks. You're like Mother of Dragons. Oh, yeah. Watch, watch me burn. Watch me burn. Um, anyway. You so- see, Game of Thrones was a very popular <laughs> program on which Amelia Clark played a character who has dragons. Dragons breathe fire, you see. Hence... <laughs> Uh, that yeah. guy says you see a lot <laughs> <laughs> it's the new um actually uh, <sighs> but um i uh i also really in- uh kind of circling back to uh characters and effects yes um and also comedy yes i really liked the bit where they chop off uh uncle willie's demon head and then his like body keeps going, and they cover his head so he can't see. And, it, and he goes, "I heard that." <laughs> um, this this show movie had a lot of fun lines that I enjoyed. Yes, and that was one of them. Um, the other one that like is the the highest quality is when Coraline is sitting on the table talking to uh breaker and she's like i'll be dessert yum 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 i'm a maitre d and then uh the and 
Jada Pinkett's cat jumps on the table and Irene comes in and is like, get that pussy off the table. And Coraline jumps off as quickly as possible. And she goes, I was talking about the cat. Um, that is prime humor. Prime, fantastic humor. The word pussy, you see, has multiple <laughs> potential meanings, including, but not limited to, something you grab. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't even on that call. Uh, oh. <laughs> oh. Oh, no. Oh, no. This is the portion of the show where we remind each other how bad things are and get sad. <laughs> um, but... <laughs> Uh, oh man. Um, I, because also the <laughs> fucking like Billy Zane also has a, a lot of zingers. Yes. Um, like my favorite one from Billy Zane is specifically when he is dropping his persona mm-hmm. and he's, he's like, you humans aren't worth the, the skin you're printed on. And then he just starts going on a fucking like nonsense t- he's like you here there dilly dally shilly dally motherfuckers that's, that's the line it's, basically what he says uh, as he's like throwing his cowboy stuff down yep. um i loved it because it was so inane yeah <laughs> that's a good word for it yeah, yeah. Inane Zane is what they call him. Uh, all, all, all over prison. <laughs> They're like, look, it's in, inmate Inane Zane. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, sorry, it's insane Inane Zane. <laughs> it's insane in the membrane. <laughs> it's insane. It's got no brains. It's this a is... song you see by, by popular recording artists. All right. It's all right. a good bit. It's a good bit. Yeah, I'm adopting your character. <laughs> Thank you. It's like James Bond. It's like multiple actors will will play this part. Right. Each will make it their own. I'm passing the mantle, you know, and it's like a it's like subverting expectations because usually James Bond is a uh is a white gentleman. Right. And now I am a black gentleman passing it on to you. Right. A white gentleman. But I only right, which is uh, that's why I got canceled. This is the story of how I got canceled. Um, but no, I'm, I'm going to do it just for one. I'm going to do the one off and then I'm going to walk. Away. I'm, I'm like George Lazenby. Right. Of this shit. Uh, and I walk away after one and tell everybody that I chose not to come back. But really, I was fired because I wouldn't shave my beard. Oh, something like that. OK. Yeah. yeah. That all of that has I have no context for. <laughs> um, but it sounds like what happened with, um, you know, uh, Henry Cavill. When he wouldn't shave his mustache. But he didn't get fired. I mean, he got, he destroyed the MCU. That was the last, or the DCEU. That was the last straw. They were like, won't shave your mustache, you ruined Superman. Goodbye, DCEU. I still think it'd be great. Like, okay, release the Snyder Cut. Don't release the Snyder Cut. I want the version of Justice League pre-mustache removal. I want the one where uh, Superman is rocking like a Tom Selleck mustache the entire movie. They should have just given him a fucking beard. Just given him a full beard. Right. Like, why? Why? Like, is the implication that that he doesn't grow hair other than on his head? Because that's not a thing. Because the first time we meet him. Yeah, he's got a beard. He's got a man beard. Yeah. So, like, dude. So really good point. Can, right. Just give him a stupid beard. It makes no sense at all. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. They should just, like, 
And it's easier to digitally add a beard than it is to like digitally remove a mustache. What what digital? Just put a beard on him. Like you don't need computers for this. <laughs> well, like some of the stuff was had already been filmed. Um so like in the like part of it is reshoots with the beard and the other part is fucking just CGI a stupid beard on his face. Right. Just do it. Hashtag release the Tari cut. Yes, please do. Where it's it's all just dumb beards. Every time it's a different type of beard. Um, like he comes, it's one shot, same same scene. One shot he has giant mutton chops. <laughs> and then the next scene, he just has like a, a pencil mustache and like a, a womb broom, as they call it. A what? Um, it's a what is it? What do they call these? A like it's soul patch. One, soul patch. Yes. What did you call it? Nothing. <laughs> it's a, <laughs> um, a soul patch. Yes. The placement of the facial hair, <laughs> you see, etc. Yes. <laughs> it's where the soul is. It's yeah. like the windows are the eye. The eyes actually... are the window to the soul, but the, the soul patch is like the the <laughs> under storage basement of the soul. Um, cellar is cellar. Is that the word I was looking for? Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's what it was. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. Um, do you have any last thoughts about? Uh, Tales from the Crypt, Demon at Night. Um, I uh, one one little bit of trivia that I think is is fun. Uh, Bill Sadler, who plays Breaker, who's our, our titular Demon Knight for most of the runtime, yeah, uh, was also the lead on the very first episode of Tales from the Crypt. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so I thought that was fun. Yeah, and uh, yeah, at the very end, and I think there are some home releases where they actually cut this little tag out but at the very end after the credits you get your little post-credits tag uh you know what 13 years before marvel movies and stuff um but the crypt keeper is teasing uh the next movie Mm -hmm. which you think i think he calls dead easy which of course never happened right um yes that got cut same with uh the other one which i forget the name of yeah i don't remember off the top yeah yeah I know that it was supposed to be about zombies in New Orleans. That's right. Yes. 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 That sounds familiar. Which I would have totally watched. So, uh, guys, make it. Make it. Don't be a fucking coward. Make the movie. Like right now. That's your that's your sequel. You you essentially mold or mesh the two ideas together where it's the demons in New Orleans, but it's not just New Orleans. It's space New Orleans. Right. New New Orleans. Yes. Perfect, and we bring back Jada and everybody's happy. Right, of course. Biggest hit in uh, Netflix history. Probably Netflix <laughs> or somebody. Or um, no, HBO Max would have it, I guess. Yeah, HBO, because like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were the originators. So anyway, we'll, I mean, we'll write the thing for you. Just call us. Okay, yeah. yeah. Just uh, just give us a, a we'll, we'll talk contract uh, and a certain amount of drafts. Um, I'll give you up until shooting, like I'll help develop it. And then you guys can take it from there. Just let me get the residue. Yeah. So uh, if if you are the rights holder to Tales from the Crypt and you want to pay us uh, to write a script for you, uh, Tari, where can they tweet at us to discuss uh, our, our salary for this particular job? Where oh. We can negotiate our fee. Well, you can hit us up at Missing Outcast. That's M-I-S-S-I-N-G-O-U-T-C-A-S. T. But if you're like, Lex Michael has better ideas than Tari, (laughs) 
then you just hit him up at uh, Twitter and Instagram at the Lex Michael. Uh, or if you're like, I want to tell Tari how bad his ideas are, then you can hit me up at Tari J. T-A-U-R-I-J-A-Y. Um, thank you guys again for joining us. We hope that you enjoyed this conversation. Uh, we want to know what you thought about the movie. Uh, so if you have thoughts and opinions in general, um, or if you uh, want to explain some jokes to us, uh, you can do so on our Twitter and uh as I said, it's Missing Outcast. If you like what we do on a weekly basis, you can leave a rating and review on whatever platform that you listen on. Um, that helps get us to the top of the charts, helps other people find it, uh, and helps us keep growing as a podcast. Um, as I had mentioned, we are trying to do a spooky October. Um, it's so, a, it's the hand movements that really make it, and you guys you don't get to see them. But they can hear it. They can yeah. hear the hand movement. The energy change for sure. It's, right. It's palpable. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we will be covering horror films uh, and horror things if we find uh, other horror type stuff. I just heard recently about a really cool Aliens radio play, so I, really? we may end up doing that. Interesting. Um, But next week, we're going to be talking about the first two in the trilogy of Rob Zombie movies. Yes, uh, we're uh, to coincide with the release of Three from Hell on digital and physical media. uh, We're going to be doing a a double feature, super fucked up, gnarly, ugly double feature of House of a Thousand Corpses and The Devil's Rejects. A couple of movies that I watched a lot in high school. Nice. Yes. Uh, So... Look for, looking forward to that. Um, if you have a chance, check it out before next week. We will tweet out to make sure that you guys know that we're doing it in case you cut off earlier and you were like, all right, they're talking about themselves. Fuck off. Um, so we'll keep you guys posted on Twitter. I already understood that joke. <laughs> um, until then, we will see you again. And this has been the retrospective that is introspective. And now you have a new perspective. See, those words rhyme, you see. And words that rhyme create a very pleasing uh, auditory effect.